Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, it is market update time. So you'll probably hear a lot of Melinda again today <laughs> in the uh, data and the updates and the information. Um, exciting times up here in, um, in Brisbane. Borders starting to open up and um, people hopefully um, will start to flock back into um, sunny Queensland. Yes, welcome back everybody. Uh, We have spent some time collating all of the latest data to share with you today. But as Scott said, um, you know, we're starting to regain that sense of what it used to be um, with people now able to fly into Brisbane. You can't drive into Brisbane or Queensland rather, but you can fly into Queensland Um, and home quarantine for 14 days. So it is a step in the right direction. We're definitely looking forward to when, you know, we can drive across the border so that, you know, we can certainly visit family. We've got family in New South Wales that um, we have been cut off from, and I'm sure there's many people just like us that are really looking forward to having the opportunity to see those family members again. So with, um, I think we're ahead of schedule in terms of the vaccine rollout as well. So it's all positive and um, it looks like everyone's moving and that the steps are progressing in the right direction. Yeah, it's amazing. We, we're now just over halfway through uh, November. So yeah, Christmas is approaching very fast. Um, it will be nice to see. My parents are actually in Tamworth in New South Wales in the country. So I haven't seen them for quite a while. It'll be nice to catch up at some stage in the, uh, in the Christmas break. Um, so we'll jump straight into the market update, if you like. Um, bit of a general wrap. Um, touch on things at, at the beginning, things like interest rates, supply, demand, auction clearance, clearance rates and those types of things. But um, there was a bit of talk yesterday. Um, the RBA, RBA put out a, a statement about interest rates, um, predicting they probably won't change until 2024. There has been a lot of commentary um, in the media about rising interest rates and we've definitely seen some banks start to shift those fixed interest rates um, they are starting to um, increase those. Now, that obviously does send some concern through the market to buyers. However, it was a very clear statement yesterday by the RBA that, you know, it's very unlikely that interest rates will shift the um, cash rate that is, the official cash rate, um, until at least 2024. So, you know, whilst the interest rates are low, whilst it is affordable for people to borrow money, um, whilst they have easy access to money, um, it does actually increase the demand for things like property where people have the confidence to be able to buy. And despite the growth that we have experienced throughout the large majority of this year, obviously, you know, if that demand increases in a market where the supply is limited, then you will continue to see price growth. And I know that there's a lot of Headline news, um, you know, we even had a client reach out to us to say, what do you make of this article in the AFR or the Australian Financial Review? Um, My comment is that a lot of the information that is shared in the national headline papers like the Australian Financial Review, it relates predominantly to Sydney and Melbourne. And that we will, you know, unpack today as we talk about the most recent data because the headline data that came out through the CoreLogic um, updates at the end of October when the Um, home value index information was released is that the price growth momentum is starting to slow down. So prices are still going up, but the rate of that price growth is slowing um, throughout Australian housing. Now, it's simply not the case here in Brisbane in the housing sector. So you do have to be careful when you are relying on national news headlines because it does not always relate to local um, property markets. And that's exactly why this, this podcast exists, because, you know, we 
consistently read those national uh, headlines and we know that it does not apply to what we know is happening here in Brisbane. So that's what we're going to unpack today. Yeah, it was interesting. I actually watched a show the other night on uh, on the ABC as well. Uh, it was about it was about uh, real estate um, and I don't think Brisbane was mentioned once not in, at all. in the whole show. <laughs> uh, it was all Sydney, Melbourne, Sydney, Melbourne. So as you said, that's why we're doing this podcast to try and help people understand what's actually happening here in, in beautiful, sunny lifestyle affordable uh, Brisbane. <laughs> That's enough. And anyone that does reach out to us at Streamline Property Buyers to book a discovery call, uh, when they get to speak to Scott, funnily enough, they talk about the weather initially, yeah. which is, um, you know, people that like the podcast, you, you're you actually encouraging this behaviour, everybody. <laughs> so the less you talk about it, the less it'll happen. But um, there you go. You've heard the weather again today. <laughs> so if, if we jump in and have a look, obviously touching on, we've talked about interest rates and things like that. So I guess one of the things that does actually control that is the supply and demand side of it. So if we look at the supply side of it, what's happening on the supply side of it at the moment um, with the Brisbane side? Yeah, so interest rates do impact on the demand for property. But as we pointed out, it's unlikely that interest rate movements will change the demand for property um, anytime in the near future based on the fact that they should remain stable until um, at least 2024. However, on the supply side of things, you know, we can look at the number of properties that are listed for sale. Um, and when we look at Brisbane, and for the uh, a period in October, and what the CoreLogic data analyzes is how many properties were listed in a four-week period up to a certain date, and then they can compare that to the same period last year. So in October, 31.3% um, lower listing volumes in October compared to the same period 12 months ago. Now that's CoreLogic data. That indicates that, you know, nearly a third of the listings, um, you know, just don't don't exist this time this year compared to this time last year. So, you know, that's, that's a really interesting um, situation, especially when you've got this huge buyer demand where we've got so many more buyers shopping in the market for property. And that's why we are seeing that escalation in prices. Now, um, in the same period, new listings. So we can look at total listings, which is everything that's available for sale, including old listings and new listings. But even new listings in Brisbane, um, only 2.3% higher compared to 12 months ago. So again, that is not a significant increase in new listings compared to the volume of additional buyers that we have this year. And I think that's, again, another headline that is different here in Brisbane compared to the national market. I know Melbourne listing volumes are actually quite high, you know, and whilst I take some interest in understanding other markets, I certainly don't go into the detail like I do with Brisbane. But, you know, be careful relying on those national news headlines. They don't always apply to every local market and certainly not to Brisbane based on the listing volumes that CoreLogic have put out. Yeah. And, and apart from what we see on a weekend, what's the data telling us on demand? Because we are seeing numbers of, you know, there's still multiple offers happening. Auctions are really popular. Um, we are seeing a lot of people still at open homes. We don't have the lineups like we used to. Uh, I think I think the restrictions on COVID and that type of thing has probably eased that a little bit because we can actually get in and we can actually look at properties a bit more. It's nice to actually walk through a property without a mask on for a change too. Yeah, um, it was a actually, new thing. You can actually breathe. That was new this week. So that, that was good. Um, when it's a bit warmer, it does get a bit hot and sweaty under the mask. So what about the demand side of it? Yeah, look, I think that, you know, an indication of the demand can be um, interpreted via the auction clearance rates. And I know last week, if you missed that episode, we took a deep dive into what was happening in 
Brisbane auctions um, and also the clearance rates. So just in the most recent weekend, uh, we saw an auction clearance rate here in Brisbane of 86%. That's just unheard of for the Brisbane market. Um, when, you know, this time last year, our clearance rates were lucky to get to sort of 56%. I think that was the highest that we had in the same period last year. Our auction clearance rates long-term have traditionally been 30 to 40%. So we're definitely transitioning into more of a an auction market. Now, for some buyers that can be a little bit scary, especially when it's not the most common way that properties have sold traditionally here in Brisbane. But of course, you know, in this market, we feel that it's um, a really transparent way to buy because you can see exactly what everybody else is prepared to pay. And of course, any properties that are A-grade uh, properties that are being listed by private treaty, still multiple offers every single time. Um, and in that case, they're blind offers. You really don't know where any off other offers are at, um, but we're often seeing one of those buyers stretch well beyond the rest of the pack um, to secure the property because people do have FOMO. They are concerned about missing out and they're really stretching just to lock in the opportunities. And they're also not only stretching on, on dollar figures, but they're also stretching on conditions. Mm. Uh, it, it's something I see, though, and, you know, being a, a licensed builder and, and people just foregoing that building and pest inspection, um, that that's high risk. I, I You know, I look at that sometimes. A lot of properties, majority of properties, I must say, that do go to auction will probably supply a building and pest report, um, which is good. So if you know what you're looking for, uh, you can have a look through those and, and make sure you understand everything on that side of things. You do have to do an inspection as well, obviously, to have a good look around. Um, but, you know, if it's multi-offer and people are actually just dropping that condition, um, that that that's where people are actually stretching um, to actually try and get into property as well. And it's funny because, you know, we know we were in a situation for one of our clients um, just this week where we um, were unconditional on finance, but we had a two-day building and pest clause in there um, and the offer we were told um, was $1,000 more than the underbidder but the underbidder was a complete cash unconditional offer and our buyer did miss out um, the seller went with the fully unconditional offer because that was um, security for them and there was no potential to to push back on a building and pest condition so big risks that buyers are taking but um, you know for sellers they they hold the the power to you know look at unconditional offers and when there's really not much in it um, you have to pay a lot more for the security of even a building and pest clause let alone a finance clause of course you know when you've got a finance clause as well in a contract then you generally have to pay even more so it is a really competitive market it's not pleasant buying conditions for anyone that's out there but um you know aligning with professionals will help you to understand what to pay and also put your best foot forward when it comes to putting forward an offer but that's not what we're here yeah. to talk about we're here to get into the details of so, the market so if we look at we've, we've talked a little bit about that, that supply demand the interest rates with the, with the market the way it is at the moment, can, can it afford to keep growing? Can it afford to keep moving from the affordability side of it? And I think that's a big question that a lot of people are asking. How long can this growth last? And, you know, from an affordability perspective, you know, locals here in Brisbane, of course, are saying, well, this is ridiculous. Prices are escalating really rapidly. There's going to, it's got to bust. You know, when when is it going to burst? Um, but when we look at the affordability um, indicators and we can compare Brisbane to the likes of Sydney and Melbourne, for example, we can look at the weekly family incomes across each of the cities. We can look at the median dwelling values across each of the cities. Um, and then we can also look at the median house and unit prices across, across each of the cities. Now, then we can actually calculate the dwelling price to income ratio. And here in Brisbane, that's 7.9 times incomes. That's our average or our median dwelling value. 
compare that to Melbourne, which is 9.7 times incomes, and then in Sydney, 11.8 times incomes. So, you know, when we're looking at an affordability index, we're much more affordable, even with our most recent price increases. So I've calculated those price to income ratios off the most recent CoreLogic data. So it still shows that we're a much more affordable city. You get a lot more house for your money when you do shop in Brisbane compared to the likes of Sydney and Melbourne. And if I talk about house as opposed to dwelling, let's have a look at the house price to income ratios. So here in Brisbane, we've got a house price to income ratio of nine. Uh, Melbourne is 12.1 and Sydney is 14.7. So remember, dwellings include both houses and units. Um, and therefore, you know, that data can be a little bit skewed. But when we look at house price to income ratio, you can definitely see how much more affordable it is to buy a house here in Brisbane, only nine times incomes. Uh, compared to Sydney, for example, 14.7 times incomes. And when you get down to a suburb level, you know, there was a recent report put out by RiskWise that showed some of the um, eastern suburbs of Brisbane have got a house price to income ratio in excess of 22 times income. So that's a huge, huge, um, you know, risk, I guess, if you'd like to put it that way, um, whereby median incomes or house prices are 22 times the median incomes. That's, that's yeah, pretty pretty dire situation. And, of course, when we look at unit uh, price to income ratios, Brisbane's 5.4, Melbourne 7.8, and Sydney 9.2. So you can see there in Brisbane the house price to income ratio at 9, unit price to income ratio in Sydney 9.2. So basically what you can almost afford to buy in Brisbane um, is the same as for a house is almost the same as what you can afford to buy in Sydney for a unit and, from an and, affordability perspective. And just have a look. I mean, all of this, uh, just for our listeners, if you are interested in this type, type of information and the breakdown of all of this, um, Melinda's actually done a blog as well. It's on our website, so the streamlinedpropertybuyers.com.au. Um, Streamline Property. Sorry, sorry streamlinedproperty.com.au. <laughs> have a look at that and you can actually see the whole breakdown, how that's all worked out. Um, there's a lot of information about that and, and what we talk about today in the market update. It's interesting reading if you're actually interested. Go and have a look at it. Um, there are lots of blogs on there as well. Um, lots of information to learn and to um, keep updated as well. And one more positive about um, Queensland uh, jobs advertisements have really increased. So, you know, if we look over the last 12 months, the number of job, number of job advertisements has increased 54.1% throughout the state. So that's a really strong result. So the local economy seems to be improving. And of course, with this vaccine rollout and borders reopening, it does look, you know, quite positive for the future. There's a lot of people I talk out, out and about. Um, I was talking to a, a guy that owns a cleaning company. They're, they're advertising to employ at the moment, uh, a local builder that I know. They're advertising. Um, we are advertising. <laughs> you know, there, there's most people I, I generally out and about talking. People are advertising for work. Um, that's that's a real plus when there's so many people that are looking for people to come and work for them. You know that you can get a job um, in one of the most affordable and livable cities going around. So, oh. you know, it, it is attractive and, and there's a lot of opportunity, I think, out there for people to get in and get work. Um, it's probably not a bad time for those people. I think they just finished school as well, um, just finished their HSC side of things this week. Um, I think most of them are heading off to schoolies for a week, so they won't That'll be, be in, interesting. They won't yeah. be in, uh, <laughs> looking for a job that week. But, you know, it's probably not a bad time for people to get into a, into a job and it's a good opportunity for younger people um, to get a head start in life, if you know, to get into work and, and get a good opportunity out there as well. And as Scott said, anyone that um, is looking for a career change to become a buyer's agent um, here 
in Brisbane and if you want to work with um, a team that really cares for client outcomes and, you know, is very thorough in our approach, reach out to us at info at streamlineproperty.com.au and we can find, give you more information about the, the junior uh, buyer's agent role that we are advertising for at the moment. But let's get into the results yeah, for so the market. Let's have a look at the um, dwelling values to start with. So this is the... Um, big news of the month. Dwelling values in Brisbane increased 2.54% over the month of October. So, you know, we were the uh, capital city that had the greatest rate of dwelling price growth throughout the month of October. So that's huge price change, 0.75% higher than last month's growth. So what that means is it's re-accelerating here in Brisbane. You know, prices are actually starting to, to move forward at a faster rate than they were or have been in previous months. So the median value for dwellings now across all of Greater Brisbane is $642,097. That's $16,806 higher than just one month ago. So if you're looking at settled sales values from you know, six weeks ago, don't forget to factor that growth in because otherwise you will just miss out. And just a reminder, I know we say this all the time, this is Greater Brisbane. Correct. All of Greater Brisbane, um, massive footprint, massive area to cover, um, and it's also dwellings, okay? So uh, let's let's have a look at the segments then to see what's actually doing um, a lot of the work on that. Yeah, so obviously breaking down those dwelling values into the percentiles, we can still see very obvious trend. The top 75, um, the top 75th percentile of property values, so the top 25% of um, the highest priced properties, they are growing at the fastest rate, 6.7% growth in the three months um, up to the end of September. And at the lowest end of the market, so the lowest 25% of property values, only 4.2% growth across the same period. So um, the middle segment of the market, which um, captures the 50th percentile, 5.7% growth across the three months to the end of September. So definitely still seeing that price growth accelerate more in the higher valued properties when we compare that to the lower valued properties. So that's something you need to consider if you are in an area where prices are well above that median dwelling value, remember that median dwelling value in Brisbane, 642097 If you are shopping above that, um, you are likely to have uh, price growth that is higher than the median. If you are shopping below that, the price growth is likely to be lower than the median growth. So just keep that in mind also when you are you know, negotiating or putting forward offers or setting auction bidding limits. And I know we talk Brisbane, but if you actually look at that, the way you've got those segments broken up, it's interesting to look at other um, capitals and how they've all actually played out as well. Mm. You know, when you look at Brisbane and that that um, the top part, you know, being right up there, Sydney, similar. Uh, Melbourne is similar. And um, so is Adelaide. And so is Adelaide. Whereas the others tend to be, they've all sort of changed around a little bit, a yeah. little bit skew-ift. Interestingly, Hobart, the, um, the lowest valued properties are actually leading the price growth and the highest valued properties are the ones that are lagging behind. So, you know, it you can't talk about Australia as being one property market. You really need to dig down and understand the data at a local level to, to make sense of it. And that's what we do here on this podcast. So let's break it up into the houses and the in the units and we'll, and we'll touch on the housing prices to start with. Yeah, the housing segment of the market here in Brisbane is just completely 
you know, blowing blowing us away in terms of the price growth that is being experienced. So across the month of October, we experienced 2.8% price growth in a single month. So the median house price in Greater Brisbane is now 731392 So definitely the highest it's ever been. Um, and that's $22,156 more than just one month ago. So over a four-week period, we're looking at $5,500 of price growth per week, per week. So there is a huge opportunity cost of missing out in this market. And, um, you know, the benefits of engaging a professional to get you into the market quicker, obviously, they pay for themselves if they get you into the market one month faster. So I think last week, wasn't it last week? Or, oh, sorry, last week, last month. Um, wasn't it last month or the month before? I can't remember now that we just hit over that seven mark. Mm. Um, and now look at that. I mean, $22,000 in a month. Yeah, it's huge price growth. And, you know, last month we were 2% in growth over the month of September and now we've jumped up to 2.8% growth over the month of October. And look, by what we're seeing on the ground, we expect that, you know, it's going to be maintained at that higher level. It really is, you know, a battlefield out there because there's a lot of buyers really stretching just to secure properties and um, and therefore those prices are still escalating very rapidly. Yeah, I think I, I agree with the amount of people we're seeing out and about. Um, I can't see that changing as, other than the pattern that's actually running at the moment. And I mean, changes continue to grow. Um, you know, I think that's, that's something that's there. It's consistent. Um, and we are seeing it month in each month that growth is actually happening. Um, I can see it probably happening all the way through um, and right through next year as we as we keep moving along. So I think also that, you know, we definitely see it on the ground before it's recorded in the data. Remember, data is always settled sales. And in Brisbane, your typical settlement period is 30 days. So data is at least four weeks old, at least. And then by the time it's actually recorded in the systems, potentially up to six weeks um, old. So, you know, we're looking in the rear view mirror when we're talking about this data, but what we're seeing on the ground is not much different to what we were seeing four to six weeks ago. Um, in fact, I would argue that um, there's some areas that are, you know, really escalating more so than they were four to six weeks ago. So uh, we'll find that out in the next month when we do our next monthly update. So something I'm, I, I, I am interested in watching as well, and it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how people change a little bit, whether they can afford a house, whether they have to move into the unit side of it, and whether that, that change of um, people migrating from down south up into to Queensland, into Brisbane, what the unit market does. So what's the unit side of it um, done in the last month? Yeah, so throughout October, we saw price growth of 1.3% in the unit market. So anything with a body corporate or strata scheme, including townhouses and units, that's across Greater Brisbane. So the current median unit price in Brisbane is $437,086. So $7,086 more than one month ago. So much more affordable segment of the market. Um, as Scott said, you know, it will be interesting to see um, at what point people get priced out of um, being able to afford a house and therefore they start to look at units in, um, you know, locations that might be, you know, closer in towards the CBD. So, you know, at this stage, the housing market is definitely leading the growth and it'll be interesting to see if and when that unit price growth catches up. We'll give you a fair idea what the developers start to think when we start to see those cranes up in the air again like we did back in 2015-16. Correct. Yeah. Um, when we see all those cranes up around the, the sky and throughout Brisbane we're driving around, I'll let you know what the unit market's looking like it's going to do so and if we just sort of compare the performance in the housing sector versus the unit sector here in Brisbane since January 
this year, um, just looking at the median values only, housing values have increased $147,490 over the 10 months to the end of October, whereas unit values increased $43,909 across the same period of time. So that's just the change in the median value from January through to October. Um, not reflective of every property, but definitely reflective of the overall market um, when we break it down into the different segments. So those looking to rent properties and the investors, obviously trying to buy and um, looking to buy property and rent it out. What's um, What are we looking like at vacancy rates at the moment? Look, vacancy is still really tight, 1.4% still at a citywide level. And to be honest, in the month of October, very little change across the regions. Um, the Beanley Corridor, no change, still at 0.6%. The Brisbane CBD, uh, you might recall from last month, we were watching that one because there was um, an increase in vacancy trending from May. 4.9% um, is the current inner city vacancy rate. Now, that's no change from last month. So it seems to have stabilised. We'll be watching that again into the next month. East Brisbane, 1.4%. Again, no change from last month. Inner Brisbane, um, so that's outside of the CBD, but those inner rings locations, 2.4%. Um, so that's down 0.1% from last month, a little tighter. Ipswich, 0.8% vacancy, no change from September. Northern Brisbane, 0.8%. So that's up 0.1% from September. And then Southeast Brisbane, currently 0.7%. So that's down 0.1%. So these shifts are really, really minor. Um, no change in Southern Brisbane, still at 1.5%, uh, same as last month. And no change in Western Brisbane, still at 1.2%, which is the same as last month. And again, that'll be interesting to watch when the borders open, especially if we, if we look forward and, you know, early into next year, when we start to get more international travel, um, students moving back in, things like that, that rental side will be interesting to see what those vacancy rates, um, how they move along. So what about the housing side of it on the annual change and the units? In rents? Yeah. In rent. So, uh, well, look, we've got obviously really tight vacancy. What that means is there's not a lot available to rent, but obviously there's still a lot of people that are looking to, you know, rent properties. So that puts upward pressure on rental values or rental prices. So housing rents now have demonstrated an annual growth in Brisbane of 11.4% according to the CoreLogic data. So that's up a further 0.6% in October compared to previous months. Um, rental incomes in the unit market, that's seen an annual increase of 6.5%. So that's up 0.3% compared to last month. So we are starting to um, see those that price growth in the, the rental market um, start to take off that little bit more. It'll be interesting to see how long this lasts because when the borders open, as Scott mentioned before, with vacancy as tight as it is, we do expect the demand for rental properties to further increase that might put further upward pressure on rental price values, but we'll be watching that with interest. Um, and same as we've seen with capital growth, um, rental values have increased much more in the housing sector of the market compared with the unit segment of the market over the last 12 months. So yeah, very, very dem high demand on that rental side of it, um, both housing and units. Um, and a lot of, and the vacancy rates really, really low. So yeah, investment properties, if you've got them, I think you'll get a tenant pretty quick. Generally, that is the case. Um, obviously, that is location dependent. There's still yep. some inner city um, risk in that inner city CBD market, which is typically your high density market as well. So be aware of that if you do own property and you're looking to rent it out in that market. Now, of course, with um, 
property values growing at a faster rate than rental price um, changes. We are seeing those yields um, compress 3.9% gross yields across all of Greater Brisbane. That is the same as last month. Um, now, you'll remember we were typically a higher yielding city. We still are, and we compare that to the likes of Sydney and Melbourne, um, and there's still opportunities further away from the CBD for higher yielding assets that, um, you know, for people looking for that income play. So out and about on the ground. Let's give it a, give it a wrap and see what we um, tell people what we're seeing out there and about. Um, we've seen a lot of, obviously, a lot of people still looking. Um, in the right locations and the right type of property, multiple offer, um, still very, very common. Obviously, multiple offer, if you're not aware of it, uh, you put your best and final offer forward um, once there's more than one offer on the property, which <laughs> there generally is at the moment, mm. um, and auctions. Auctions have become, I think auctions are becoming more and more popular here in Brisbane. Uh, they never were as popular as what they probably are now, and I think they will actually increase and become more and more common um, going forward. I, I like auctions, as you said earlier in the, in the podcast, they're very transparent. You know what the other person's going to pay and you know, you know what you've got to pay to actually get above them. Yeah, it's been um, interesting. Most, a lot of the auctions that we've attended, um, the, there has been a stretch applied to when the majority of buyers would drop out and then two bidders take it that, that bit further um, before the property sells. And that's an interesting thing with auction. It only takes two bidders to drive that price up um, because ultimately if the majority of buyers are tapping out at a certain price point, um, you know, you just need two more bidders to keep keep that moving. Now, we've been at auctions and we do track this in-house. We appraise properties based on settled sales data to get an understanding of what a property should sell for and then we actually record what it actually does sell for. And we've seen some properties sell upward of 12, 13% over the top end of our appraisal range. So that's huge, huge stretch factor being applied for desirable properties in very good locations. And most of the time, we're definitely seeing it's still the home buyers driving this market. Um, and, you know, we're not seeing any change in terms of the desirability for some of these properties. If people want them, it looks like they're going to do anything that they can do to secure them, especially when it comes to bidding at auction. I think people are actually taking into it. Some people are taking into account, obviously, that the cost of missing out yeah. as well. You know yeah. that that we look at that monthly change of that twenty two thousand. I think it was you mentioned something like that. You know, just that sort of change. Um, that's that's a lot to miss out on. So some people are stretching at those auctions. We're still getting good um, good inquiry, good strong inquiry um, up this way. So there's still people wanting to buy up this way. Uh, Christmas approaching probably a bit of a slowdown in the, in the real estate side of it. It does generally close in the, that couple of weeks, two, three weeks over the Christmas period. Um, there'll still be um, some of the, some of us will be out and about still. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, generally there's a bit of a quiet period for real estate agents as well. And what we are finding is that most properties that are being listed on the real estate portals, they are still selling after that very first weekend. It's very rare for properties to still be on the market after that first weekend. So if you are in the market to buy, be prepared to act quickly. The only time they'll sit um, unsold is when it's an auction campaign, which is typically two or three weeks at the moment. So again, you need to have your finance ready, be ready to buy um, and be ready to act when that property becomes available. So look, that's our market update for the uh, for the month. It's been, it's been interesting, um, some interesting numbers. As I said earlier, if you're interested to have a read on that, um, it, it's some good information through the... Um, through the blogs that Melinda puts on the um, on our website, streamlineproperty.com.au. Have a look at that. If you're after a job, 
contact us, as Melinda said. <laughs> um, and um, we will be in contact um, from beautiful, sunny Brisbane again next week. Um, and we'll give you some more information, hopefully some more uh, things to think about. So I'll let Melinda wrap it up as usual. Um, it's been good talking and we'll talk again next week. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Thanks, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed this month's market update. As usual, we enjoy sharing the most recent data trends and what we're seeing on the ground with you. If you love what you hear, please leave us a review on whatever uh, platform you are tuning in. We really do appreciate the feedback that we receive. And please tell your friends and family that our podcast exists so that they too can get um, educated on what is going on here in Brisbane. Enjoy the rest of your week and we will chat again to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.